You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the Writing to Inspire podcast entitled, Why You Keep Getting Hurt. Many people message me on my Instagram page about their dating experiences, exes, and they complain about being hurt, and I have multiple thoughts about why these things happen. And by the way, if you are not a follower of my Instagram page, at Writing to Inspire, pause this podcast, open up Instagram, and go and give me a follow. I post there daily, I share poetry, prose, Long pieces that will help you toward love, light, healing, and inner fulfillment. And by the way, everybody, Happy New Year. I hope that 2021 is filled with positivity, love, growth, and space for tremendous healing. May God bless all of you. The podcast last year hit 5,000 downloads, which was quite an accomplishment for me. And of course, I couldn't do it without all of you. So once again, everybody, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me, for believing in my work, and allowing my words to guide you toward more spiritual, psychological, and emotional fulfillment and depth. And once again, may God bless us all and guide us toward greatness in this coming year. So episode 17 is a personal one. And as many of you know, I like to dip into personal experiences, not to make this podcast about me, but simply to show all of you that I can relate and that you're not alone because there is strength in numbers. And the best remedy, in my opinion, is similarity. Realizing, wow, you know, I'm not alone. Somebody else has been in this predicament. They've endured this pain and this grief and they've overcome it. I mean, that's how I was comforted in multiple situations, simply by vocalizing my discontent or my struggles to a close friend or a safe person, you know, somebody you can trust, and hearing, hey, Jamal, I've been there. I felt this pain. I've dealt with that, and I know the feelings of fear and trepidation and uncertainty. I know what it's like. So I want to tell all of you, I know what it's like to be hurt by love, by romance, you know, dating the wrong people or perpetually chasing emotionally unavailable people, which is, by the way, the premise of this episode. Why you keep getting hurt. Now, as someone who cares about growth and about guiding all of you and myself toward fulfillment and healthy, wholesome relationships... I have to be honest. I have to highlight potential issues that some of you may be missing. Because I needed to highlight it for myself originally. It's time that we empower ourselves and we stop living as bystanders in our own lives. As I've said in previous podcast episodes and I will reiterate on this one, for the sake of clarity and encouragement, you are the player on the field in your life. You're not in the stands. You're not watching. You have so much more control over what you choose and what you commit to. 
Now, the choices you make will often dictate whether you're trending toward happiness, fulfillment, and wholeness, or if you're perpetuating dysfunctional cycles that could be based on childhood traumas, subconscious familiarities, and um, just comfort zones overall. Now, I kept getting hurt by love and romance and romantic partnerships because I was choosing the wrong partners. Now again, I am not knocking anybody, and I am not saying that all people must be perfect for us to date. No, but at the very least, we all have to be self-aware. That's a must. That's a non-negotiable. And I became self-aware of my tendencies, my habits, and my selections that perpetuated my misery. So, for example, I kept on getting hurt because I would chase emotionally unavailable women. I had a wound within me that I thought could be filled through other people. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. I wanted to be acknowledged because that's what I lacked a lot of in my childhood. And again, I'm not saying this to sound like a sob story. I'm just contextualizing all of this so that we all become conscious of our choices and our behaviors and we realize the roots of them. So I chased women who were emotionally unavailable because I wanted them to choose me. I thought that by their very selection, the void within me would be miraculously filled. You know, the next day Jamal would wake up and he would be a completely different man. Merely because somebody chose him. Somebody saw him. Someone acknowledged him. Validated the great qualities. But really, I was invalidating myself because I was confining myself to situations that were stifling my growth. And causing me to overlook my own wounds. And in many cases, my own greatness. Self-validation is important. But there's an even more critical component to my choices that I want all of you to be cognizant of. I chose emotionally unavailable partners because I was emotionally unavailable myself. And many of you may be doing the same thing. And in fact, I would go so far as to posit that you are. You're choosing emotionally unavailable people because you yourself, and maybe unbeknown to you, are emotionally unavailable. Otherwise, why would you be comfortable with chasing someone, with constantly seeking their validation, with vying for their attention as you don't do the work on yourself or you don't cultivate a safe space for, for mutuality? for reciprocity, for an actual relationship versus a marathon race, right? Because that's essentially what these situations are. They're not relationships. A relationship is a safe space predicated upon openness, transparency, vulnerability, and mutuality. But when you chase, you're receiving the exact opposite. You experience a lot of one-sidedness, a lot of exclusivity, well, individual exclusivity where 
it's typically geared around one person and the other party is, you know, sacrificing, depriving themselves, so on and so forth. So it's important that you become aware of your tendencies, that you realize that, hey, I am choosing certain things because I am comfortable with them. And that was my case. I chose emotionally unavailable women because I was unprepared for an actual relationship. I was so afraid of love and intimacy, although I craved it, that I was comfortable with being the chaser, the constant pursuer, if you will. Living in pursuit of something that I could never catch, right? Which is the attention of an emotionally unavailable person. So really think about that and contemplate that, everyone. I selected emotionally unavailable women because it forced me to focus on them rather than focusing on my deep fears of intimacy. I was terrified of intimacy and closeness because I subconsciously believed that intimacy and closeness led to pain. I believed that I would eventually be betrayed, abandoned, hurt, So I was okay with chasing women who didn't want to be caught. Because again, it fed both sides of me. A, it fed the side of me that desired intimacy, but B, it kept me safe from actually having to deal with these feelings that surface when I receive it. And many of you could be doing the same thing. Now again, there are spirits within relationships where a partner may oscillate between being available and unavailable, given life circumstances, and so on and so forth. But I'm addressing the people who consistently find themselves chasing emotionally unavailable people, attracting people who are simply unprepared and unwilling to have a full-on relationship. And you have to get serious. Because before you can yield significant change, my friends... You must go inward and construct that change within. Always ask what you can do differently before you look outward. And if you can look inwardly and say, hey, I'm in a good space. I'm doing enough. I have been enough in the situation. Then you can rationally assess outward and say, okay, here's where my needs are not being met by this individual. Here's where I feel this relationship is lacking. You know, I'm compromising. I'm showing up. I'm being available. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open to connect and to love. But person B is not. Then you have, you know, some deliberating to do. Then a conversation can be had. But first and foremost, the conversation must be had with oneself. Because you can run from other people. You can run from these emotionally unavailable people. From your friends, your family, your social circles. But you can't run from yourself. And think about it. Like I had to think about it. Anytime things got really serious and somebody actually wanted to love me and build a real relationship with me, oh, there was something wrong. I immediately found 
50 to 60 things, although it's a bit it's a, a bit of an exaggeration, but how my mind makes it feel. I found so many things quote wrong with the potential woman, you know, or the potential relationship, and I would pull away. And lo and behold, what did I keep doing? Finding myself running after emotional unavailability. It was my comfort zone. Because as long as I could be fixated on another person's, quote, issues, I could be distracted from my own. And that's a powerful realization. And I know many of you may be listening to this podcast with wide eyes and dropped jaws. And that's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be upset and hurt when you become aware of your patterns and your tendencies. But it doesn't have to be defeating. It can be empowering in the sense that, wow, the unconscious will no longer drive your life. You will take firmer control over your life and you will better direct yourself toward what it is that you're seeking. And that's what I had to do. I had to get serious and say, why am I so comfortable with being the chaser? And why is it that when somebody finally wants to show up for me, I feel weird? I feel discomforted and unsettled and out of place. And I would sit and say to myself, oh, it's probably just the woman or the relationship. Well, no, it was me. Excuse me. Because when patterns persist, we must look at the commonality, the common denominator. And in these situations, it was me. I was okay with chasing because I wasn't okay with being loved. I didn't understand what an actual healthy relationship was. And this is what I thought love was. You know, we're conditioned to believe in certain things, either because of what we've witnessed in childhood, what was patterned to us in early adulthood, hood, excuse me, or what's mirrored to us and reflected to us in these romance novels or these Hallmark movies. They're so unrealistic, but again, that's what we chase and we vie for. And that's why, again, I reiterate this. You can be hurt with these realizations, but also be excited because they're offering you a gateway to change. They're allowing you to see things from a new lens, a new perspective that will grant you the tools, the power, and the awareness to change. And I started doing the work. I started accepting compliments, accepting love, realizing that it's okay for somebody to show up to me And that, you know, I can undo these unhealthy associations. Love is safe. Love is kind. Love is accepting. It's forgiving. It's devoted. But I used to think the opposite of love. And that's why I was afraid of it. And that's why I was stationary. And static. And complacent with merely chasing those who never wanted to be caught. Maybe you find yourself in a similar situation or circumstance. You're running from love when it actually knocks on your door. You barricade yourself. You won't open. You yell at it to go away and visit the next house. And then you'll distract yourself with all the ways 
in which that person or that situation wasn't good for you. As you chase the people who never want to be caught. And you perpetually get your heart broken. And the wounds within you deepen. Because those inner wounds can't be filled by emotional unavailability. There's nothing in that bank account for you to withdraw. And for you to place within your intellectual wallet. Right? But there is something to place within those wounds when you go inward. And you realize that you have love. You have power. And you have tremendous capabilities to move forward and to rewrite these narratives. Many people get stuck in the chapters without realizing that the pen is still in their hands. That they still have the capabilities to write again and to start over. To further the story and to give it a much more satisfying and fulfilling and emboldening ending. Don't get lost in the chapters, my friends. Glean the information from them so that you can improve and build what you are seeking. A great relationship is built. And I want you to understand that. Many of you think that you're going to walk around and suddenly stumble into a great relationship as if it's a rock on the floor. But that's not it. And I'm not saying this disparagingly, guys. I love all of you. I'm saying it so passionately and so lovingly. And that's why I have this loud-ass voice. And I say it because I was there. I thought my life was supposed to mirror a Hallmark movie. Or one of these fictitious romance novels. That suddenly one day, love was just going to land into my lap. And now right. You will find great connections. I believe that. Great connections are discovered. But a great relationship, a great love, that's built through time, through transparency, vulnerability, openness, communication, effort, willingness, healing, awareness. So be aware and take responsibility of your life and your choices. Now, again, I'm not saying that every single time we're hurt, it's our fault. Guys, I'm not saying that. Please allow me to be clear. But I'm saying that if you are making the same choice and you're garnering the same results, that's indicative of something going on within you. A wound or a comfort zone or something that you need to rectify. Maybe certain parts of your past that you must reconcile and make peace with. And again, I say this very lovingly. We're all human here. We have those dark parts. Those broken pieces. Those, those jagged edges. But as one of my <clears throat> favorite authors, Dr. Robert Glover, who wrote the you know, highly acclaimed book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, it is those pieces that connect us to other people. Because perfection, ladies and gentlemen, is non-existent. And you cannot connect to something that is non-existent. You connect to what's real, to what's authentic, and to what's genuine. And there is no better way to connect to others than to first connect with yourself. To learn your tendencies, your habits, your quirks, your flaws, your likes and your dislikes. And then to embrace all of this. To come to terms with it. 
So I hope that this episode was insightful and that all of you get serious about your healing and you realize that there is room for change, for growth, and for an exponential amount of fulfillment. Just tap into it. I was there. I was the same person asking those questions. Why do I keep getting hurt? Why do I always overgive? Why doesn't anybody want to show up for me? And really, I wasn't showing up for myself. I wasn't doing the work. And I wasn't believing that I was worthy enough to accept the love of those who wanted to love me. And in fact, I still struggle with it until this day. But I've made great strides, everybody. Because change is gradual, and I will make an episode on change. Because many people think they're unworthy of change simply because they have to struggle and strive for it. No. That's how you know what you're worthy of. Because you have to toil for greatness. So do the work on yourselves. Get serious about it. And keep going. Keep believing. And keep moving forward. As always, I thank you all so much for tuning in to my loud ass. But once again, I thank you all so much for being here for listening to my podcast, for sharing it with others, for all the kind DMs I've received about it. Um, I am offering one-on-one life coaching sessions, so if you are serious about transforming your life, send an email to at writingtoinspire at yahoo.com. Once again, writingtoinspire at yahoo.com. Or DM me on Instagram at writingtoinspire. It's all one word. Please reach out to me via email or via Instagram to book affordable one-on-one sessions where we can uncover your barriers and I can coach you through them. And if you guys do like my work, once again, I do have my latest book out, Madness from a Broken Soul, which is a collection of my poetry and prose, My Deepest Thoughts, that will help you toward your own fulfillment and will facilitate great healing to you. Madness from a Broken Soul, once again, it's available on Amazon. Search it either by searching my name, Jamal Kadora, or just the title. Once again, Madness from a Broken Soul. So many people are loving it. Get your copy today and be sure to leave five stars and a great review So on, on the book on Amazon as well as this podcast so that all of my words, either in written format or spoken, reach other people who may need to hear this. Guys, thank you so much. Happy New Year, and I promise this brand will continue to deliver great content that will facilitate love, light, and healing around the globe. God willing, I thank you all so much. God bless all of you, and may his spirit permeate your life with greatness, goodness, and guidance towards much better things. And we all have the power to move alongside of our deepest goals and our dreams. Thank you all once again. Much love, and I will see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you, and happy healing.